You are now listening to Well, Well, I'm feeling now. Like, oh my god, did she just murder him? <laughs> oh no, his pussiness. Misandry. <laughs> yes, misandry. Oh, poor man. Ladies, serial killers are the best. Well, she's never going to get that stain out. Nothing says it's over like running over your ex. It had to be a woman. It had to have been a woman. Are you wearing it? How big were her breasts? Hello. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Welcome to another episode. I believe episode six of Well, Well, Villanelle. Mm, I hope that you guys have had a great weekend. I hope you had a fantastic weekend. Maybe you're like us and you saw Jordan Peele's Us. Uh, yeah, it was a lot of letting her flex in that movie. It was kind of amazing. Okay, shout to fucking Lupita Nyong'o. For killing it, killing it. Actually, the whole the whole damn cast. To be, yes, to be I like sure. the whole family. Even she gets MVP, but really the whole family was. I'm forgetting the actress, um, the name of the older little girl, but she was like those faces she was serving. Yes. Like yo. What I, I didn't notice until like I blinked a lot was that her tethered version or whatever. Like she didn't have eyebrows. I was like, what if the oh, brother burnt them off? <laughs> so eyebrows. Now, yeah, she did not have any. But if you guys haven't seen that film, please check it out because it is, I mean, if you like horror films like we do, or if you just like good ass films or you just like Lupita or you like Winston or you just like entertaining yourself, if you're bored, go see it. Yeah, go see it. All the reasons. So yeah, we're here to get into the next episode. Was it second, second to last? Yeah, I feel like we're really here. We're almost here. We're We're almost here, but we're not there yet. And, um... Yeah, so before we get in, let's cover some news because we're two weeks out. There's some new articles and thing of hang circulating um, the top of the week because Killing Eve is two weeks out. Officially, yes. officially. And um, of notable things happening in the next two weeks, Sandra O oh will be hosting SNL oh, this coming weekend. Very excited about that. But why is this like her first time Look, hosting SNL? We, That's- man. Okay. That's just one of my things, as you already know. My, like, why doesn't Sandra O oh have all the things, as I've been a fan since the year 2000. But um, but about as long as I've been a fan of Gina Torres, who also is uh, still yes. criminally underrated, but whatever. Let me not get sidetracked. Um, yeah, so I got sidetracked. See? Oh, I blame you. I was uh, I had a thought in my head, and then I went down my hole of So, under, yes, so I'm going to say that the press junket oh, tour right, yeah, okay, is underway. Yes, because... Screeners are out. Yes. And uh, for some reason, I don't know if they just did not have the address to Ancient Studios. Um, I didn't I didn't get the screener. Like, um, I didn't get the I checked screener. the mailbag. It, Is it because we're it bad at social it. media? I, I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get know why seat. we're not. I feel like, look, we're going to try to be better at social media, you guys, because we want screeners, too, for season three. And I think to help be better at social media, we're going to have a giveaway, right? We're going to have like it's going to coincide with. Um, the premiere launch, and even though nothing appears on our social meds, surely if you've looked, you know this. It will appear. I promise. It'll be the by thing the time, we post. It'll be the thing we post, and it'll be like a, a hoodie giveaway, you guys, because it's still kind of cold and chilly. Um, of our of our design that that we're doing for Killing Eve, but we also for the you're podcast, gonna, you're gonna but love also it. for Villanelle's bitches, which is us. So mm. yeah. Stay tuned for that fucking announcement. But amongst the announcements and articles just milling around, at least I guess the overarching theme is that like generally good reviews. 
Yes. Like generally people have been saying good things. I think the only stank review we came across was, I mean, stank by being mediocre in its praise. I uh, was EW. Uh, yeah. Cause you know, they know entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> Shade intended by Terrence. Where was that article where they Let's were specifically? See. Well, we were also spoiled. We were going down the, um, the list of titles for articles and, I'm just going to tell you right now, if you come across Auto Straddle, which was like the one gay, uh, queer, whatever, online blog magazine sphere, they fucking spoil a major plot point. So there's some other people who allude to the fact that Villanelle has a very shocking kill in the first episode that they think, or some people think, is geared to like put us put us off of Villanelle or have us turn against her. I just want to let the writers know there's nothing you could do. At this point, that would put me off Villanelle. Right. She's established. She's cemented. I mean, I'm, whatever it is, I'm pretty sure it's going to be on brand. Right. Even if it's crazy. It's on brand for her. And if it's a male species, well, you know, I'm a little less bothered by it. So, yeah. Yeah. One of these articles that I was looking at was from InStyle, which why the fuck was I reading this InStyle article? But I was. And the title was Killing Eve writer Emerald Fennel says we're going to write out the horror in season two. Wow. I like what that's saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, starts out saying Eve and Villanelle are both in trouble, but they're ready to do whatever it takes to survive. Emerald Fennel sat patiently waiting for our interview to start at a posh hotel restaurant. The Southern California sun making her long blonde hair gleam and the periwinkle in her brogger dress pop. Okay, thanks. Unnecessary details. A closer look revealed the Dorothy Gale red foils on her sharp. Okay, wait a minute. First Why of all, writing this like I this? think it's because it's in style, and that's my bad <laughs> for not skipping ahead. That's literally my fucking bad. I just said it was in style magazine. Ooh. Skip, skip, skip. Jump ahead. Yada yada yada. Okay, Phoebe Waller Bridge. Uh, wait. This is what Second I get. season of the Slayer be slain. Um, yes. Series killing Eve. Okay. Here's where it gets relevant. Um, they say that TV audiences um, might recognize her name from the young adult fantasy series Shiverton Hall. I'm not familiar. so Me neither. I don't know. Um, but they're saying it's clear that she understands the macabre humor and tense obsession that worked in the first season of the series um, between Sandra O's MI5 agent and, of course, Jodie Comer's Villanelle. So I guess this really just to sum up the shit without the fashion shit is them saying that even though Phoebe is taking a less active role as showrunner this season, the show in this reviewer's opinion does not suffer. Um, they continue the second season does see two very changed anti-heroines it picks up almost immediately after last season's finale that saw eve plunge a knife into villanelle's gut after they cuddled up in bed a move that floored audiences and tickled and intrigued finale because she says quote if you look at this story as a romance or love affair that was the moment where something has bonded them forever uh, well yes. okay you All never right. forget your first okay <laughs> finale that was the right thing to say mm. for a reader like me uh, she continues saying that she wanted to have the new season begin so quickly after the first because she wanted to, quote, write out the horror, which is the namesake of the title of this article. She says that for me, quote, the worst thing surely about stabbing someone is getting out with the blood on your hands. I've never seen Jason Bourne or James Bond or any of those characters doing the kind of stuff that would actually freak you out. 
there's this real feeling of an ordinary woman who has done something unbelievably stupid and dangerous <laughs> and then needs to deal with it. End quote. Mm. I like that. 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 Um, so apparently East first moved after she shakily leaves Villanelle's Parisian flat is to head to a candy store, <laughs> which we saw in the trailer, uh, where she stares glassy-eyed and robotically scoops random pieces of confectionery into a bag as a child stares at her in awe. Probably also jealousy because that child cannot buy right. candy ad nauseum like she can. But I'm sure the clerk behind the counter was like, uh, do we have to hazmat all of these dispensers now? Because... Her hands look clearly. <laughs> something, something, something is amiss with her hands. And so she continues uh, to say that the scene came from a personal place. She explains that, quote, whenever I was writing a terrible hangover back in the day. Was it back in the day for now? Um, <laughs> the first port of call was I had to get my hands on some candy as soon as possible. Okay. You know what? Side note. What was your like thing that you had to get your hands on if you were like wasted face or hungover? So, uh, well, here's the thing: Am I w- waking up into a thing? Have I always just been awake? I like- think if we're <laughs> if we're going based off like Eve's thing, you're awake. So okay. you're awake and you're just getting to that hungover place where you've got the uh, munchies. Okay, come down. Uh, but I'm usually well stacked with stuff. <laughs> I don't have to go far because I'm someone who likes. Are to you prepare like the one with the, the jacket trip. with the several pockets yes. and stuff? Okay. Yes. And if it's not the jacket, it's my pants. They're either like super cargoy or, yeah, no, that's definitely me. It's like jerky, whatever it is. It's I'm just gonna just do it all at once. And then if I need like something warm, that's so guess I'll go out. That's so classy. That's not me. I feel like I should be like the Girl Scouts or military, always prepared. But I definitely have some memories of uh, leaving the club. I'd like, you know, crack a dawn and having those intense munchies. But like at that point in time, it's not you don't have like bodegas. You don't. Maybe there's Dwayne Reed or a Walgreens or some shit. Or maybe it's just a McDonald's and then maybe you're violently clubbing down the door of the McDonald's telling them to open up for breakfast because you need some. Because that was, I, I can admit that, that that's that been me. I can admit that I've told off a Penn Station employee who told me breakfast wasn't ready even though it was 7.05 and I said, but your sign says that breakfast starts at 7. Yeah. And I need a hash brown right the fuck now. Yeah. And I'm upset, sir. So, yeah. Okay. Eve. Uses candy. I love some candy, too. I've not had the hankering for candy post-hangover, but I also think it's probably because I've not been able to get to it. If there was a 24-hour FAO Schwartz or, like, Toys R Us with the candy section, then I could see drunk people being up in there all day. Oh, for yeah. For sure, yeah. actually. Wait, why is this ad popping up? See, I hate when I you have can't one even too. read the freaking article. Out, I had to click out of it. It's just, like, too much time has passed with you just reading this article contently. <sighs> Let's pop up this ad. Um, so she goes to continue uh, when she says the part about candy, adding with an interesting choice of words, quote, if I had to kill a man, I would get it. Hmm. You know, Goals. <laughs> I'm telling you this for now. She sounds like someone I'd like to shoot the shit with. In this case, she says Eve is experiencing the worst hangover of all time. It's the morning and you wake and you've realized you've cheated on your husband and your car smashed up. And yeah, there's blood on the bonnet. <laughs> And you're trying to work out how you're going to get home, both psychologically and physically. If you're I feel like she's home speaking from experience. With Nico, um, that there's no home there. There's no home there. Um, he's pretending that the fight they had where she <laughs> pushed him into some chairs never happened. Violently. And that, um, you know, that she, you know, she just has a work thing. And then, you know, until the work thing's over, uh, he'll be right there waiting because... 
He has nothing bad to do. Um, I I agree. I go with that. Um, this article also continues that it's a nod to the first time we see or saw Villanelle in the series premiere riding high on confidence and adrenaline after a kill with a dab of blood on her watch. She enjoys some gelato that enjoys knocking a little girl's dish into her lap, which is her delicious version of cruelty. This season, she's no longer as cocky as Eve wonders what's to become of her. A book smart agent who specializes in serial killers, but who now has experienced the taste of blood. We also see a villanelle suddenly grappling with her own mortality. A new sensation for someone who has both escaped a Russian prison and taken a good deal of enjoyment out on watching her victims die. While the first season arguably toyed with the societal misconceptions of female relationships, the second more closely examines these power struggles. Interesting, interesting, interesting. Um, quote, I think, the I think the feminist statement may be in season two is if you're a woman and you're vulnerable, how do you exact power? Fennell says they are both starting in very diminished circumstances and it's just, and it's how you get yourself back to where you need to be and how you survive. I think it's about how women survive and what you lose and gain when you have to survive something. Well, I mean, that sort of is the perfect quote to talk about where our characters are now in the story. If you think about it, Villanelle right now is in that same Russian prison that she's going to need to escape from where she is this big woman but hello the society that surrounds her doesn't care because she's a woman and she doesn't have much agency and they're treating her like hot garbage and right. she has to find a way to thrive like it's saying uh yeah if you are a woman and you are vulnerable how do you exact power like how how can she what what what, what are her what does one do right i mean how many people got to get shanked you know get some respect around here um, so that was actually, you know, surprisingly, it started off really horribly uh, with the close. Yes. But we got into some actual nitty gritty from this new writer um, who we are entrusting or we, we aren't. The BBC has already <laughs> entrusted her with the responsibility of taking over for Eve and Villanelle's um, characterization. And from what I've heard and read thus far, I'm not concerned the way some people I know are still slightly concerned that the show could have a loss of quality or just caliber of intensity story. I don't know. But so far, all signs point towards positivity. Yeah. There was some random article. I didn't click on it, but it was like, Killing Eve season two, relax. It's still good. <laughs> and I was like, okay. Mm, I, will, we'll, I mean, we'll rightfully so, there's some trepidation. I mean, kind of like Walking Dead season one, they lost Frank Durban. And initially people were like, I don't know, bro. He created the show. Could get weird. So I'm glad to see that, like, at the very least, the only hater we saw from the summation was EW that had their random ad because you see? things like to just pop up for, for no reason, for, for no reason. Because they want to harass me. They know I hate the ads. What was this article that they were covering up? Oh, this was just a sort of like town and country. And quite frankly, town and country's out here writing articles on Killing Eve good. I didn't know that town and country even had a section for entertainment, but they do. Actually, yeah, no, I didn't know that they either. They do. And they're like, they have a puff piece that's entitled Cast of Killing Eve. Here's who's likely to be back for season two. And so number one is Sandra O. Oh, is he Pilastri? Oh, <laughs> oh really? really? Town and country? I'm so Who's getting shocked. paid to write these puff pieces? You guys are such <laughs> investigative journalists. Uh, number two is Jodie Comer's Villanelle. I'm shocked, I tell you. Mm. Shocked. Terrence. Mm. Uh, you know who three is? I bet you could guess. It's Fiona Shaw as uh, Carolyn Martins. Oh my God, uh, Carolyn's coming back. So did they it's just almost like look I saw at the, the trailer. Preview? Right. They did. They did. 
Um, because number four is Kirby Howell Baptiste, who plays Elena. Elena Felton is back. Oh, uh, who hmm. knew? And number five is Sean Delaney, who plays Kenny. Uh, Kenny mm. Stoughton. I'm, oh, I'm, no! The love interest. Who do you think is number six? Who do you think is rounding is, out number six? Is there a number six? There if, is. Please, uh, you know who this is. Is it maybe the, is it Mr. Uh, Constantine, maybe? Is he number six? Why are you thinking? playing yourself? You know is it's he? not Constantine. Oh, damn it. Dig deep. Uh, Dig deep. You love this see. character. I love the, oh, if I love the, I'm I love trolling the you. character. I'm oh. trolling you. Then no. <laughs> then, wait, isn't he dead? He's dead. He doesn't need to be back. That can't be who it is. It's Nico. No. <laughs> no. Uh, why it is, is he made the list why is what what he made the list over constantine he better be a secret agent <laughs> i'm sorry i need him to be a sleeper agent and just be like i'm not really a house husband <laughs> just have a random accent right i you already know that i don't think constantine is dead i feel like an old spy like that it's hard to get an old spy out the paint he's you know i don't know he's probably just hiding his daughter making sure she's safe and then once he figures that out how could he have his daughter? Like, he was shot up. He's in the hospital. His daughter yeah. elsewhere uh, with the mama. Mm. Where's that Verve oh. article that had all the aggregations? I put it in the chat. Did you open it up? Did you? Where am I? I see. Maybe it's this. No, that's Digital Spy. This one is. Oh, that's in style. This is EW, which says ew, by the way. That's it's EW. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, it's a double. Ew. And then IndieWire is what I see here. And then that's it. Oh, the Newsweek and Yahoo. Wow, lots of people have a lot of things to say. We do have a lot of things to say. I mean, as we were cobbling pieces together through these things, there was something that came up amongst the articles, which is that we will have another lady assassin introduced that will be some sort of, I mean, I don't know if she's going to be an antagonist to Eva Villanelle, but she's definitely going to be it appears some sort of foil in terms of personality, probably style, if there is any um, temperament <laughs> of how she is. Like, I'm just curious because they've let us know that the people who watched the early episodes, that there's another lady killer that comes on the scene, potentially within, you know, episode one, that Eve will be deposed with old team members we recognize, new team members we don't recognize because they're new. And on top of, being tasked to refind Villanelle, we assume she'll be tasked to find this other woman assassin. And the question becomes, does Eve's talents stretch to just like being a misandrist in general and being able to track down all women who are killers of men or just killers in general? Or is it just like it's Villanelle? And that special connection that she has with her favorite assassin that makes her, you know, capable of 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 seeing into the future potentially what villanelle is going to do but i think that that now that we're getting these little hints as to how the story can further complicate itself that gives us some clues into maybe who's got eve with the guns in the trailer that we saw yeah. in, the, in the woods because if another assassin comes into play are we thinking just like spitballing here that it's a villanelle replacement that villanelle is down yes, for the because count she's and too um like she was wonderful at her job but you know the risk is just it's too great and you know that this girl who's new you know she has potential but she knows how to follow orders so you know she can handle herself with poise on but the do, how do we know she knows that see i mean we're making right. a lot of assumptions we, right we now are, we are because right. we don't even know who's playing this girl we don't know 
who's been cast in the role. We don't know what she looks like. We don't know anything and about I her. And I hope that eventually Villanelle notices that there are these killings happening and that it's not her. Maybe they'll do like the Hannibal thing where, you know, she'll have to be the one to outfox the new fox because, you know, these are things that she does. Don't you think knows? it's kind of impossible for her not to know right. that someone else is killing? And then I think that they're going to task uh, Eve with tracking down the new killer versus Villanelle. And Villanelle's going to be like behind them, hoping to give Eve the clues that she needs to get one step closer to the killer. Right. So it's like, you know, an extra, it's like a an assistant, like like her Google assistant, but you know, it's her, her BFF, you know, after stabbing her in the gut. Yeah. It's slashfilm.com that mentions one of these things. And they're like, at the start of season two, um, centers on our two leads trying to find their footing after a near death confrontation. Eve is heading up a new team, as I just mentioned, um, with some familiar faces, and soon discovers there's yet another female assassin out there one much different from Villanelle. And the fact that they say that much different, I'm just like, how different? Does she not care about fashion? Does she wear jorts? Do you know what I'm saying? Like, Ooh. is she in K-Swiss? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, is she colorblind? With is the she colors, not, is she, she hate fashion? Does is she, she not, not brush her hair? scaling in uh, sides of buildings? Is she not hiding in luggage? Right, is she, is she not extra? Is she basic? But then... Because I'm even just trying to figure out, like, what is the personality type that's opposite from Villanelle, but is an effective... Like, if we're to assume that she's an effective assassin, perhaps just as effective as Villanelle with her execution, that she's just... Okay, no jokes, serious... Maybe that's what we're looking at. A a super serious, no-joke-having assassin. Like, there's no... Even a sliver of, like, faux empathy. She's just about the business. Like, like, like... I don't know. What's that show? What's that movie people like? With Matt Damon that I never watch. I don't watch those movies. What's so maybe she's... One- Born Identity yes. on some shit like that. That's what I mean. Like really just robotic kind of... So maybe instead of shanking and stabbing, she poisons. Or, she, or it's going to be something like that. Well, I mean, Villanelle also But that has style. That's like Villanelle. No, I know. So that it has to be it something... Has to be something else. Right. It has to be something that's not pretty but at the same time looks right maybe it's weird. a messy murderer like someone who's like on their Hannibal shit no Hannibal was kind of eloquent yeah, with his kills was. let me take that back um uh, that one guy who was uh turned into uh, a instrument that was in tuned it was a cello he, they turned him into a cello <laughs> in tune <laughs> an in tune cello right and you just have to pay your respects to a killer that goes that far so that's why I retracted the Hannibal statement and I'm thinking more along the lines of like Oh my gosh, dude from Game of Thrones um, who cut off Theon Greyjoy's mm-hmm. special I, I, friend. Yeah, yeah. Why am I forgetting mm. his name? I keep wanting to say Joffrey, but of course it's not Joffrey. No, it's, um, I know who you're... But yeah, like it's going to be someone who, like who does work, but not really great. Because whoever this is, they're literally going to be inferior to Villanelle because she's the best. So it's just someone who... But we're biased, right? Right. Well, I mean, but I feel like the 12 are biased, too, because, yes, they were able to recruit her, but they weren't checking for her. They were checking for Nadia. Villanelle went in her place. So Villanelle just needed the opportunity to flex, and the 12 liked what they saw. So they let her come along and get work. You know, they didn't... They didn't. They don't have the chops to, I think, build a murderer. Okay, like it was a Bolton. Villanelle. It was a Bolton. Which one of the Boltons? Sorry, I'm still <laughs> on it. I'm still on it. 
I'm still on it. I need to yes, know. I, we need to know the name of the guy who chopped off the the knob of chopped um, on the knob. <laughs> chopped uh, off the knob Theon, of Theon Greyjoy. Greyjoy. Bolton Game of Thrones. I can't believe no one has said this, and by no one I mean you or anyone else in the studio. Um, clearly, I can't move on until hang I know on, it. Hang on, hang on. Uh, Ramsey, is that right? Is that right? Uh, that should be. Shouldn't it be Ramsey? And then Roos was his daddy. Is that is that right? I think that's what it is. I, I, yes, I want to say because yes. it was the dude from Misfits. Who played Ramsey Bolton? It was like he was likable for me as an actor up until he played that role, and I just blended reality with fiction. No, it's Ramsey Bolton. It has to be Ramsey Bolton, the bastard, because he was Ramsey Snow. Oh, we got the confirmation from the producer. (laughs) (laughs) Way to come in like half hour later. We were waiting in the water for like ten minutes. We were only waiting for so long (laughs) to move on. Okay. So Ramsey, completely irrelevant fact, but guys, we figured it out. Ramsey Bolton cut off Theon's knob. So yeah, so okay, so there's a new assassin that we're thinking they brought in because Villanelle's in the wind. Right. Maybe she yeah. hasn't contacted anyone because I, I read somewhere in an article where there were um it might have been IndieWire where they were like, Villanelle is used to being a jaguar and now she's a feral cat. Just trying to be trying to survive because her mortality is in question. And at the very least for the whole of the season. And probably for not quite some time, her mortality has not been in danger. She's had complete control or most of the control over her assassin situations and has never actually been in danger of being hurt, except for the one time she put her guard down, which, of course, was with Eve. So I do believe she's in survival mode. And whatever kill that we get, again, we know what this kill is, you guys. If you want to avoid what type of kill it is and just be like, you know, surprised in the initial episode, do not read Auto Straddle's delicious uh, gay baiting title because that's what we did. We yeah. read it and they were like, oh my gosh, even Villanelle still in love. And so we clicked it uh, and like a and- paragraph and they're like, here's this major spoiler about who Villanelle kills. And not that Villanelle killing is a spoiler, but it seems like this dramatically will be a surprise to a lot of people because of who she kills. Right. And they'll like, again, it might question your love for Villanelle. I'm just here to let you guys know it won't for me. Um, It'll be rough, I guess, for somebody, but not for me. And so that happens. And so I have to assume that she's not in contact with Constantine because how could she be? Constantine shot up and he's no longer the handler. Two, she probably don't trust a 12 or whoever they're going to send to her. Maybe they don't even know when to send someone because she runs out of her flat and no one knows where she is, right? So she's just trying to survive. And so it could be that there's another job that needs handling because of what Eve has been up to, that the 12 sends this new bitch who enters the scene while Villanelle is... In process of recovery, and then maybe there, maybe something antagonistic even happens after the fact. If this new assassin is given Eve's number, if they're like, "You gotta get this bitch Eve," and Villanelle's like, "No, no, 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 that's not what we're doing. We're not gonna kill my bestie, my soon-to-be lover. We're in love." Because that's what was said. What was the article that said they're in love, basically? Or that, that was, or that Villanelle believes that Eve still loves her. She loves Eve yes. at the start of the episode. Was that IndieWire? I think that was IndieWire, but yes. Uh, oh, this was Digital Spy, by the way. That was aggregating all the reviews. Hey. And so 
saying that the first reviews are in. So CNET was like, yay, fast paced, quick witted, funny and sexy. Season two has just the right amount of irony and satire to counterbalance the darker themes that come with a show about a textbook psychopath. If there's nothing textbooks about Villanelle, first of all. Yes. Uh, turned professional right. assassin and a brilliant yet insecure woman having a harsh midlife crisis. You know what? Before I click on this article, I'm going to guess that a dude wrote this. I'm going to. I mean, I, f- I have a strong sense of knowing, but let's wait until this page populates to tell me who the writer is. Like, I had a strong that. feeling that, okay, I was like, well, maybe they won't send the screener because, you know, I am a cis male. So maybe, like, you know, they just want, like, a woman's first kind of preview into season two. But if this dude really did write this article for this brand and it sounds like this midlife it might crisis. Be, it might be a woman known as Parisa. But let me go back. Let's but midlife crisis, though? Midlife crisis is not the kind of... That's not what we... Patricia Puentes. Oh, dear. Um. Well. Oh, my. <laughs> Uh, that that's that's um, still, but why did it? Why Patricia Patricia work on that internalized misogyny, dear? Because I don't know that that's that that's the right way to characterize Sandra O's character I, as I, an insecure middle aged woman having a crisis. What? That's a little simplistic and dare I say sexist. I mean, that's just we don't even have to go further into it. Like you already know, you get it. Um, so anyway, she continues with that shit and she says uh, bonus takes place in Paris and London and is set to the melancholic sultry tunes of indie pop bands, unloved and cigarettes after sex. OK, but she didn't add anything to it, actually. Um, slash film. We already went over what they said. Uh, indie Wire says there are there are awkward jokes, quirky new characters and even a surprise twist on the formula in season two. wonder what that means. Even Villanelle's two person tete a tete is going to get a third caller unwanted by at least one of the primary parties okay so that's the killer that's the third assassin right mm, I gotta hope. it's gotta be right gotta and so hope. if it's unwanted unwanted by villanelle because or evil unwanted. starts to, well 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 let's let's just let's just right, get right no, you're right that they will send uh, eve there's another fucking killer you're so good at finding bitches go look for this bitch she's like but i want to look for Bella. they're like yeah but if you don't want to go to jail you're gonna look for this bitch so yeah. she starts looking for this bitch and, and then villanelle's like what right you're looking for another bitch? Right, another like, bitch has I'm your attention? I'm right here on the other side of this door and you're not going <laughs> to open it? That's what I'm thinking is going on. And, oh, my. oh my God. You guys. Let that be part of. Ugh. I'm just saying I want drama. I want like. Yeah. I want the drama. Give it to me. Like the best way to deal with the drama queen is to just not pay attention to her. Like what? <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like uh, what? That's actually the top way to get Villanelle to act the fuck out. I mean, think about what it takes by the time she sends Eve those fucking flowers that spell out Eve. She's like, Eve, where have you been? Pay what attention. What is going to pay attention to me? To, to me. me. To me. I thought we had something special. Don't um, make me go after the mustache. <laughs> I will kill him. Okay. I That just raised my excitement um, even higher, IndieWire. Thank you for that little bit. Uh, in their little uh, summation, they continue um, with, after the Tete a Tete part that Killing Eve remains very much grounded in its original identity. This is a show about two women lovingly entwined by their own complicated obsessions, fighting for what they want in a world that doesn't understand them. Digging through their emotional discourse is fascinating, just as respecting it is fundamental to appreciating the series conceits. There's nothing broken about this story, so let's not worry about fixing it cool all right 
I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, Entertainment Weekly's EW was, quote, now for the disclaimers. Sophomore slumps are not a new thing in TV, and it's impossible to say that after only two episodes, whether Eve is in a true slump or just experiencing a minor speed bump. What? To paraphrase Villana herself, it's going to be hard to trust killing Eve again, but let's give it time to prove itself. What do you mean? I'm sorry. What? Uh, what? Someone fired this bitch. Who wrote this article? I'm a hate tweet. Whoever's responsible for this. What do you mean? How do you? How do you? How do you get tired of killing Eve after one season and there's but, only eight there, episodes? Yeah, like, how's that possible? That doesn't. That's not how that works. I just had to crawl through a freaking freeform show with a friend that had like thirty in the first season. And do you? By the time we got to twenty, every other episode, I was like, "This isn't the last one. This isn't the season finale. <laughs> really, this is not the season finale. Like, what the fuck? Um, okay." The person responsible for this is Kristen Baldwin. What well, is... Kristen, you and Patricia could eat a dick. Signed um, me. You can share it, actually. Share the dick amongst yourselves. Indeed. Also, post your spoilers, people. Post your spoiler alerts. Like, what the fuck, journalists? What are we doing? All right. Ugh. I mean, I feel like that pretty much sums up what the fuck people were saying. Um, there's, oh, I guess there's a Newsweek article as well, where they're just confirming some twists and some things. And so I guess uh, what I'm happy about with these articles is that we know there's a third killer. We know there's a third assassin. We know it's going to be a problem. She's going to be third wheeling it. She's mm-hmm. going to be in the group and someone's going to be pissed. Either Villanelle or Eve. I'm betting Villanelle, but you know, we shall see. Um, with that, should we just get into the next uh, episode? Uh, yeah, I feel like we should definitely dive in. Here's hoping um, people What's the stop name of this taking episode? L's. That's oh. that's my <laughs> hope because you know, um, with with Frank dead in your dress and with you know Villanelle trapped in solitary with pills, like What's abandoned the name of this by Constantine. Again? Uh, the last one was Take Me to the Hole. So this one. I don't want to be free. I feel oh, like. Oh, yes. That like is I'm the going off the top of my head. No, no, but I feel like right. that's it. Right. Okay. I don't want to be free. Paraphrasing. Um. Yeah. So let's get into that shit and we'll be back to talk about it. Okay. Hey guys, so yeah, we're back wow. from uh, yeah. <laughs> episode seven. Why wow. is my iPhone pinwheeling? God, this phone is too expensive to be doing this. Um, yeah, so we're back from I Don't Wanna Be Free, episode seven. A spectacular episode. I mean, they all are. Let's keep it 100. We've said that every single time we've recapped a thing. But this was another great episode because we had some incredible revelations, some potential Easter eggs for season two, some stuff just pointing into other stuff, more delicious things. Just a lot of good shit happening in this episode. Um, So we open up where... Oh, Eve and Carolyn, I feel like, in the hotel. Yeah, if this is when Eve is headed downstairs and then i guess bumps into i don't know if this was on purpose or by accident i feel Um, like it was on accident or it's uh, it's just like in rendezvous because they probably were meeting up to have just like a morning like just powwow session or just like okay this is what we're doing today and then eve is like wait a minute that's the same clothes you were yesterday uh and carolyn's like yeah yeah whatever whatever and she's like but hold up aren't those the same clothes you were wearing yesterday she's like uh she's like 
Just look, the Russians have had a change of heart. They're going to give us Nadia. That's all you need to know is then, that the Russians are going to do what we want. And we get a phone call. And so Carolyn's like, thank God, because this conversation's awkward and annoying. And then she's like, oh, dear. Like, uh, uh, well, she gets a call likely from Vlad, right? Do we think it's Vlad or Constantine? It could have been either or. I'm it could have been either or. I'm going to only side with Constantine because of the very next scene. Um. But I guess after the phone call, um, she, you know, you're trying to figure out who's that. She's like, oh, well, Nadia's dead. <laughs> well, I, I feel like Eve knew it was bad news because she was like, oh, well, at least there's some good news. And I feel like whatever the good news she got was just what was related to, like, her tryst in the previous night. Like, oh, you forgot your underwear in my car. <laughs> I'll give it to you next time I see you. She's like, well, that's the good news. Right. Um, <laughs> the bad news is that Nadia, our lead, is dead. And yeah, so of course Eve is like, well, what the hey? Uh, we should be upset about this. Like, what the fuck? And Carolyn's like, well, whatever. We're about to go meet up with Constantine to see what the fuck is happening about that. But before then, I believe they see Kenny. Or no, they call, no. They call Kenny about, because there's something... No, I know that a call. They're in route. Kenny, They're right. in route to see Kenny, and that's when Eve has that look on her face of just like defiance. And Callan's like, "Get that look off your face." She's like, "What look?" She's I like, "That look it. that says <laughs> that you're just gonna do what the fuck you want to do." I've seen that look. I know that look. I've I admire that, that look. look. <laughs> I've had that look. Delete the look from your fucking repertoire. Like, and Eve's like, "I it. can't. I literally can't do it." Oh. And then from there, we go back to the jail. Um, where Villanelle is trying to bribe a guard. Oh yeah, in the she's, yard she's to doing let her, her out. outdoors. I, I guess it's like twenty three and one. If that's how solitary works, and, uh, she was trying to flirt with a dude. Which none of her jail flirtations or prison flirtations have gone well. But I feel like it's least likely to go well with a dude. You yeah. know, like it's just. I feel like she doesn't even give her all when she's trying to like get dudes to do what she wants, and it doesn't work. The guard is just like, "Here is a baton to your back," and uh, I'm putting you back in the hole with. A creepy bitch. Yeah, for one second she's like, "Oh, if you let me make a phone call, I'll give you your year's salary." And then she was like, "You know, I'll hurt you so good." <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I was like, "Wait, wait." That's typical. <laughs> that's typical Villanelle shit. She couldn't even wait four seconds before she got into her her weird threats to be like, "Okay, you're not gonna just take the money. How about this threat?" And of course, it didn't work out for her. And he takes her away somewhere. And before we see where she's taken away to, we are back at the hidden sanctum room where kenny just weird european bodega behind the whole final store i'm not really sure what's happening with that that safe spot they're at I but mean, it's definitely in some weird place yeah she was like uh sorry about the smell and i was like Oof. there's always Oof. a smell in these places yeah. um yeah and so they're back at the room and of course eve is still obsessed with villanelle because that's what she is carolyn tries to stress they need to be above board at this point in time because nadia's dead shit is starting to percolate in a way that they have to be careful about how they're pursuing things. And, you know, Eve is sort of like, yeah, that's nice and everything, but I'm here to find Villanelle. To which Carolyn is like, that's cute, but <laughs> I'm not really concerned about Villanelle. I'm concerned about the motherfucking 12 and not your girlfriend. And of course, Eve is like, but but that's why I'm here. That's right, why you like, brought you me here to find her. So that that's I can my do topic. this. Like, this is my jam. Let me, <laughs> let me do my jam. Like, okay, I've had the instructor's information. I could just go visit the school and then I could get a more complete, thorough profile. Yeah, she's trying to make the on... case for Anna. She's like, so listen, Kenny found out that Anna's over here and I would like to go see Anna and talk to Anna because clearly Anna has information about how Oksana became Villanelle and we need to find this out. And of course, Carolyn's like, no. 
<laughs> That's basically her short, her short end. She's like, no, we don't need to know any of this information. Um, and she kind of sort of leaves it as like what she probably thinks is like the end. Which I feel like was Carolyn's big dick energy because Eve is protesting. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, that's true. So I could also fire you too, though. So how about that? Get your ass back to London. Maybe you should do that. Maybe you should just do what I say. And uh, of course, they don't listen to Carolyn's big dick energy because she bounces out. She's like, I fully expect for you and Kenny to depart themselves from this place and go back to London. And of course, her and Kenny immediately are like, well, Kenny's like, so are we going to do that? She's like, hell no, we're not going to do that. I'm He's like, Anna. Oh, good. By the way, here are these creepy growth letters that Constantine and mom used to write. Yeah, he's like, I have to show you something. (laughs) My mom is smet. Uh, (laughs) Hang on. Did we get to where... No, I think it actually comes after we see Inga as the roommate because we cut back to Villanelle in jail and then she gets big girl Inga who's incredibly scary. Doesn't really move. She's kind of like a solid, just a movable force. She's like... You smell of cabbage. After V plays her (laughs) little game, she's looking in her eyes. She's playing a little peekaboo and then smells of cabbage which isn't a good smell because as we discussed you know cabbage doesn't have a smell if it's non-cooked it's just like leafy and if it is cooked it probably isn't like the mm. the type of aroma right. you want it's, associated mm-mm. with your body yeah no no like as no. a natural aroma yeah, no. <laughs> or whatever just seeps from your pores anyway moving on inga smells like cabbage and i don't think that villanelle is too pleased about that especially because the jail overall probably smells really bad um and i think we end up back at the office or i keep calling it the office by shoddy bodega place of work where her and kenny are at for most of this episode doing their little research yeah but what i'm trying to figure out is when does eve get to yell at constantine again i feel like that's a thing that happens where they're drinking again it's Constantine, it's Carolyn, it's... And then she makes the wisecrack of, oh, wow, you're in the uh, same clothes from last oh, night, Oh, well, you too. know what? That actually, that happens in the very beginning when, they, when they're still at the hotel. It's after they find out that Nadia's been murdered and they run into... K- I thought we mentioned that. I must have glossed over it. They run into Constantine and Constantine is on his bullshit, as usual. And like, Eve is like, I'm suspicious about this. And she does let it drop to Constantine because I think she notices he has the same outfit too. And she's like, did you have a late night? Is right. everybody having late nights? No one's working for the right reasons. And Constantine just kind of, you know, uh, blows her off. And she directly is like, I want to know what happened to Nadia. And I think this girl, Natalie... Because he says, oh, this girl, Natalie, probably killed her. I don't know. And she's like, well, if it was this girl, Natalie, I want to see her right, I speak right to now, her. today. And Carolyn's like, Eve, girl, Eve, first of all, me and Constantine just shmanged. And you're being a little rude. <laughs> <laughs> but also, this is not how we uh, hire up attaches, rendezvous with fellow spies from other countries because Ugh. she was being mad aggro. But I like I like Eve's aggressive me energy too. because it gets it cuts through the bullshit of Constantine, who, let's face it, is bullshitting this entire fucking episode episode the all the way through all the way through he bullshits himself he bullshits carolyn he bullshits eve he bullshits villanelle yes and so, and probably whoever he was talking to from the 12 because i to me the the background of this episode is constantine trying to save his ass is that yeah whatever has happened the the perfect storm of eve snitching about his shit to do with the petroleum him not necessarily being completely honest with the 12 on what he was doing with villanelle and possibly having villanelle do other things that wasn't 12 related just like the way he wanted her to monitor eve and this is all coming to a head with his russian contacts of vlad and they're like okay just fuck constantine burn him like burn notice you're done Uh you're done and he's like shit 
I can't get this bitch out of jail because I know for a fact they're going to burn me. They're going to use her to burn me. So I need to bide my time to figure out what the fuck I'm going to do. Enter the honeypot where she's like, Enter well, Carolyn. Right. Yeah. Enter Carolyn who's like, okay. And he's like, listen, okay, honey, sweetie, thang. We just had the sex. Let me break it down for you. So I'm playing all the sides. And it seems like these other sides are going down for me. So like Frank, I would like to make a deal. I would like to tell you some informations of what's going on. I think I think we're right about like those yeah. the underpinnings of it. Mm. There is a good show behind the show. Yeah, <laughs> there's a good a- show behind the show. <laughs> oh god! And so, well, we do meet Inga, and that's pretty short lived initially. And then we're back at the office with uh, Eve and Kenny, and they're going over the dodgy and dirty letters. Oh, poor uh, Kenny. Between Carolyn and Con- Yeah, no one. Look, 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 look. It's, look, it's look. like finding a tre- treasure trove of like dirty play, naughty it's not letters. Right. It is, that's your mom. Nobody <laughs> wants to see their parents engaged in like those things. I can still remember like my vivid memory of like walking in on my parents engaged in coitus. <sighs> And I was like eight, just just becoming eight, a fresh, like still fresh enough to not know what exactly is happening. Just that your parents are naked and they're jumping around and things are flopping around. And you're like, why are you so upset? What's going on? Yeah, that memory sticks within. And so to know that I might have to I, that I could have been greeted by my mother's smut, like whatever dirty thing she could possibly conceive of to say to a person. No, I don't right. ever. Like, I don't ever. Did want I that learn exposure. to read for this? He, uh, she was like, what's this? Term? He was like, oh, I chose not to try to Google that. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I'm not trying to research all the terms like, they were using this? here. Yeah, I can't wait to Superman that hoe. Like, uh, what? And there we kind of hear Eve musing about breaking Vlad's heart. It's the first time she sort of indicates that she's going to snitch. Yeah. And then he, uh, Kenny's like, wait, what? Breaking? And she's like, oh, forget that. Forget she's that. Like, forget oh, that. Whatever. Don't worry about that. Uh, TBD. <laughs> and then she said, wait, um, could these letters be coded? Could this be written in code? And he's like, well, it's possible. Maybe. Let's, let's like, check it out. I'm going to have to have you run through all of these. <laughs> I'm so sorry. He's like, great, great. Not looking forward to reading these again. But at the same time, I'm going to also try to pull up CCTV footage to see if I... Well, yes, because he's like, I found <laughs> Anna. And since we... Oh, well, not well. Yeah. Well, yeah. And he's like, yeah. let me get some... I'll, I'll look up CCTV footage he's from like, the prison, but <laughs> he's like, here's, here's Anna's, Anna's shit. Here's Anna's address. I'm going to go to the footage <laughs> before I go back to these letters because right. I'm disturbed. <laughs> Ew. And uh, we're back in jail, I believe, after that. And yeah. she's trying to make a call. She's still oh, trying to work some shit out. She's, she's like, can I make a call? Can I... Flirting's not working, of course. Um, she has worse luck with dudes. But in this instance, I feel like it partially worked with the lady guard because she gave her some tips. Yep. Because she was like, bitch, um, I'm not easily seduced. And neither is Inga, by the way. So you should probably be careful. Like, yeah. don't close your eyes. Don't go to sleep. And Villanelle's like, good looking out, bitch, because uh, I think what you just told me was some real shit. It was yep. some real necessary information, which is interesting. Now let's let's cycle back for a second. If we are of the thought that Constantine is full of shit, right, which I am of the thought Constantine is full of shit, that he was already planning to try to have Villanelle go down for a reason or another, do we think that it was Constantine's doing to get Inga well, in that fucking cell? I'm going to say yes. Wow. I'm going to say Yeah, because yes. why would it be the 12? Why would the 12 conspire to kill her or try to kill her with someone who they knew she could probably take? Constantine was definitely, like you said, covering himself. So he tried to burn he trying his to take her agent. Out. Yep. What a loser. He should have known that Inga was not going to take Villana out. Whatever. Mm. So yeah, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Yeah. 
Wow. And then luckily, I'm guessing this is when mysterious visitor, I mean, we know who it is. But. Well, not yet. No, no, no. Because Inga, Inga makes <laughs> her move before oh, the mysterious visitor. The mysterious visitor does not appear until after they're pulling Villanelle off a of bitch's jugular. <laughs> and so that's the whole thing is they're like, don't go to sleep. Don't go to sleep. And she's like, okay, I'm not gonna. But, you know, she's a little right. tired, well, a little restless. A little, little montage of her moving around the cell. Then eventually she's sitting down. She closes her eyes and Inga's like, <gasps> Yo, Inga literally was waiting for that moment. Her eyelids fluttered, which kudos to Inga's like talents of the perif, like what she must right. be able to see in her peripheral vision because she sat up right away, pulled the razor out of her fucking under I her tongue. I don't know how, I mean. Well, she didn't move knows? the entire time. Right. So I guess that's how you do it. Mm. She had it under her tongue. Inga, yes. Inga, you a thoroughbred. Like you, you, you roughneck. Mm-hmm. Inga's on, I think, that's why I feel like Inga's on Constantine's team. I feel like he was like, yo, Inga, I'm going to need you to, I'm going to need you to do this. But Inga was also disposable in case Inga died. He was like, well, if if she dies, she dies. Like, Drago. Whew. And so she gets up, right? She tries to handle Villanelle. And Villanelle, being so much more petite, kudos. She's like a little wily cat, gets behind her back and pulls the Rick Grimes, which is uh, chewing on the jugular, chewing on the artery until enough liquid aka blood is expelled from said artery to slow down your heart rate and kill you and you think that they're coming in to break up the fight no no they're, they're coming are... into <laughs> that's not what's happening they didn't yo no one even put a no one even tried to put a compress on inga's neck no, no. one even tried to perform life-saving efforts they were like you have a visitor oh inga's dying at the same time you know what's well, weird I we can't treat her because this is solitary confinement and and you're not and, supposed and to have there are two people roommates. here that, that's so weird uh, yeah, oh my gosh so, no so yeah happen. she has a fucking visitor and as we you know, 99.9% correctly deduced that this visitor at this point in time is motherfucking Carolyn. Motherfucking Carolyn is seeing Villanelle. And here are questions that need answers, Carolyn. How does Carolyn know that Villanelle's in the jail? Is it Vlad? Is Vlad like, yo, Constantine is playing both sides to the middle, so let me give you these dates about Constantine and let you know that Villanelle's in here, you can speak to her. Because it's just Vlad or Constantine that gets Carolyn into this Russian prison to see Right. To see Villanelle, because despite her her MI6 contacts, it's still it's still Russia. Like she still has to get Russian clearance from somewhere. So I'm wondering if she's uh, on the take with Constantine and playing Vlad or Or she's involved with the 12. Right. Right. Because what the fuck did she say to Villanelle? Because it just it lines up a little too perfectly that. Okay, Villanelle kills this decoy. Right at the same time this decoy was sent in to kill her, Carolyn shows up as a visitor. They talk. They exchange some sort of words. And then right after the next sequence of events is Villanelle being transported in a van with her bestie, her violent bestie, to go somewhere. Right? And then, of course, they never actually get that place because they're broken out. So... It just seems like it just seems like if there was a sequence of events, it was happening right then and there that things were being realized by the 12 and or MI6 or whoever. And they were like, we got to put pieces into play and we need our girl Villanelle outside, outside to do her work because she literally got the next job right then and there. They were like, here's Carolyn. Here's you getting out of jail. Here's Constantine's fucking name via postcard for you to take him down so i that sounds to me like a snitch like a snitch who was blowing the whistle and the different people on the take are hearing about and they're like yo we gotta take yep. constantine out before he, he says go. more stuff he gotta go he gotta go and i'm not i'm not mad at it i'm really not and so what happens after that uh that meeting happens off screen um oh my god anna 
Oh, so this is when <laughs> I a, got angry. So this is we see Eve who shows up at this university. It actually looks looks pretty pristine. Uh, she's met with like a youngish, you know, ch- type, maybe a newer uh, educator there, and she's like, "Oh, you know, my English is not that good, but you know, that, um, Anna, she her English is so much better. Um, actually, you can find her up there." And they they point the camera. And what bothered me is me already knowing Anna's history and me seeing, <laughs> as a, I called it, I said, her, I said her harem of young girls who are like looking at her with like, you know, adoring eyes because I guess she's, you know, so great and can connect with the youth. Basically, Terrence that, uh, was triggered by Anna's grooming. Yes, young I called it grooming and it was gross to me. Very, very very gross. I'm just saying that, like, clearly the message, the the history behind the influencing of a psychopathic Oksana cutting off uh, the knob of your husband, the full context of the murder did not make it to the popo because how are you still a cop? Like, how are you still an educator right. when you cross the line that educators should never cross with their minor charges? I agree with you that something is amiss. Something is... It's not right. Um, but there she was. There she was with, with the children still. Somehow, years later, she's still teaching children. And Eve, of course, confronts her. And she's like, hey, girl, hey. Um, I have some questions about Oksana Ostenkova. And immediately, Anna's like, right. what do you her want? Heart. She's dead. <laughs> right. She's dead. What do you want? And she's like, well, I just maybe if I could ask you a couple questions about some stuff you know she was tied to an, an organization around the time of her death you know because she's yeah we're just trying dead. to figure out yeah we're just trying to figure out like why would they take her like what was going on at this part of her life maybe you could maybe you could help me and she's like well i guess uh you know she was good at languages she was punctual she killed my husband those are like the three points she hits eve with at first and then she's like do you like cake well okay if you like cake <laughs> I, I guess i have a few letters i could show you um, cut to not a few letters, but we don't cut exactly to there right. because we cut back to to Villanelle in a car, um, yeah, so, getting broken out. Yeah, so they're rocking, I guess, trying to get to where she's going. She's trying to do some more flirting. It doesn't work. <laughs> Why does this keep <laughs> happening? I don't know. She's like, she needs have to I stop lost flirting with military people? Right. She's like, have I lost my touch? I don't understand what's happening. Usually, you know, everyone just falls head over heels over me. All of a sudden, there's an abrupt stop. Everybody rocks over. The guy spills coffee. How do you get coffee in the back of a paddy wagon? I don't know. I don't even know why you're <laughs> drinking coffee in the back of a paddy wagon. Uh, that doesn't seem right. And then you hear random uh, shots fired gunshots, outside. Gunshots. Pew, pew, pew. The guy's trying to look through the front. The driver's dead. The passenger's dead. Uh, everybody's dead. Uh, they blow the The door's the door open. open. Yeah. And the guy who doesn't know what's happening because the doors is open has a gun pointed at him by his uh, escort partner. And mm-hmm. he's like, his own, it'd be your own people. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, so uh, uh, Villanelle is told to get down. So she does. Yeah, she, she does. She, she does. She listens. And she she's like, wow. Like after a sudden, she's like, wow, would you look at this? Like, look at this murder over here. Oh, wow. Good job. Oh, wow. Would you look at, would you look at this embalmed person over here? Fantastic. And she's like, she has like this peaceful, contented smile on her face to feel like I feel like it's a combination of relief of like she was actually freaking out hardcore about the fact that she was still without agency and imprisoned and two like she can always admire a good kill yeah you know she she can respect somebody else I'm thinking in her head in that moment it's like so that lady really didn't know what she was talking about like like I'm pretty sure Carolyn was like 
you may never have heard of me. And there's probably a reason for that. And then, you know, gave her her whole, like, dossier, like her whole, what she's done for the world and what she can do for you. Like She's like, you know, I can break you out of here. And, you know, Villanelle's probably like, oh, I think you're full of shit or whatever. And then she's like, okay, at precisely this time, you're going to be escorted out with X and X. And then four minutes into that trip, you're going to be interrupted and then you'll be broken free. And the only thing I need you to do for me is that you'll owe me a favor that I'll call in whenever you think, I feel like You think like Carolyn it. said all that? I mean, we'll see. I don't know that Carolyn, <laughs> I don't think Carolyn gives those kind of details to people. Well, it depends on if she's of the 12 or not. If she's of the 12, then of course not. Like, she yeah. probably just was like, <clears throat> your next mission will be waiting for you after you're broken out of this uh, vehicle here. Just follow uh, this rider to this location. Oh yeah, maybe. I mean, well, well. See, I it. She looked so confused when she was getting her new stuff from temporary handler Anton that I don't know that she even gets that many details because what we get about Villanelle is that like she doesn't. She just gets the details necessary for that time. You right. need to do this at this moment, and the the least you know, the little, the less that you know, the better off um, for you and for the organization. So I feel like even if Carolyn said some shit like you about to get out, like that was it. You about to get out. Oh, what about Constantine? Don't ask me about Constantine, bitch. I don't know. I don't got information about Constantine. Like, you will get directions when you get the fuck out. Just, like, be ready. It can happen at any time. So her looking at all the kills is like, hmm, you know, this isn't my work. But you're right. Like, but I can appreciate. And you know what? Also, it's showing her that she's valuable. Because that means that these people were murdered to get her back. Not to kill her, but to get her back in the bodice of the 12. And so, I don't know why I said that, like, Okoye says it, but it just, I realized I just did that when she was like, how will we bring these people back into our bodies? You know, like, why she says of Black Panther? Anyway, whatever. Yes, that is what I think is happening, is that, like, something weird is going on, and we're not going to have a further clue, but what we said earlier about this new assassin coming in, it has to all play. Like, it has to all connect with what's happening right now. The fact that Villanelle is compromised, predisposed, or rather pre-biased towards Eve. Right. That if they ever have to do anything antagonizing against Eve or MI6, they know Villanelle's out the, out the paint because she's, she's biased. And she already had a hard time executing Constantine's kill. I mean, we know that she ends up shooting him successfully, whether or not he's dead or not. We don't know. Right. But and the finale, but it's a failure. Right? It's a failure because she failed this episode. She was supposed to kill him this episode. She did not. And one could argue because she was being sentimental. She was letting him talk. She gave him the option of pills. She tried to give him the benefit of the doubt when he was playing her the whole time, much the way she would play people. And she tried to play Eve in that first interaction. The and so it's 12. interesting that she God, like the third killer. They're going to send the third killer to kill Eve. Oh my I think god. So. I think I think the third killer is gonna be like other assassin that's doing other stuff, but then also is gonna be pointed towards Eve, either to watch her and then end or kill her, which then becomes a problem for Villanelle. Yes. Because she's gonna be like, wait, if anyone's gonna be watching this bitch, it's me. If anyone's gonna be killing this bitch, it's me. Yeah. I'm going to kill this bitch. We have a special relationship. She almost killed me, and since then we've gotten really close. That's I what I you. need. That is exactly what I want to see. That is, I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing that myself. I, I wouldn't. Best friend gets out of the paddy wagon and she's like, oh, there's death everywhere. Um, and- oh my gosh, yes. And we had to say goodbye to her, um, her impulsively violent BFF who just great line, very short sort of aside for this character. But I really rather enjoyed it because, you know, we don't get too much time with, with her and 
But in that time, the writers give her a deep amount of depth that she is a violent person. She's impulsive. It is probably, no, definitely without of her control, either via PTSD or chromosomal issues or whatever. She can't control her, her violent reactions and it is hell for her. And you imagine that she must have hurt people or damaged people that she didn't want to hurt or damage and cared for. And so when Villanelle, when they, they break Villanelle out and as a byproduct, she's there too. And she's like, what do I do now? And she's like, go somewhere. I don't care. Be free. And she's like, but I don't want to be free. And she, Villanelle's like, are you sure? And she's in mid-sentence, like, I would rather die. And they shoot her ah. mid-sentence in the back of the head. And kudos, at least Villanelle was like, look at me, look at me. And, you know, I think that's kind of interesting because we rarely see that with Villanelle. Just right. like a degree of empathy, which is why I say she's not a sociopath. She's definitely a psychopath because she feels. And she's like, she, I felt like she there was a, a slight kinship to this girl. Oh, yeah. And she was like, okay, look at me. Here's like your slight moment of peace. And this is what you want. You want to die? Then go, okay, cool. You're dead. And so that was a kind of weird, poetic, tragic thing to see um, of a girl. It was just a side story, just like a pawn or, a you know, uh, uh, a casualty of like the games of the 12, you yes. know, who potentially could have tried to live a healthier life had they left her in jail. Or, you know, how about we don't put the mentally um, ill in jail? How about, I mean, that, how about right, we put them in a first. hospital where they could be treated as opposed to degraded? Uh, or just put in situations that make everything about their illness worse and amplified. I don't know. Just a suggestion, you guys. Uh, uh, so then at that point, after the shot happens, she's handed a helmet that she dons and she gets on the back seat of this uh, motor. Oh, she goes vehicle. off with a girl, too. Whatever. I'm always just excited when I see <laughs> women on motorcycles. <laughs> women on motorcycles together. But yeah, they ride off into the sunset, mm. at least until two blocks away. Right. And, then, right. and then there's like a there's a vagabond that's, I guess, drunk out in front. <laughs> Why you call it a vagabond? I mean, I mean hey. that's accurate, but. It's like every hideaway house they have, again, don't, you know, don't mind the smell, which is another reason why I think that Carolyn was responsible for this arrangement. Is it could. Oh, OK. The only reason why I could potentially say that is because no one gave a shit about Anton and no one gave a shit about, I don't know, giving Anton just like uh, a debriefing or some sort of like fact some sort of instructional set of how to deal with Villanelle right. because surely like Villanelle just had to go into Russia to kill a bitch that she wasn't supposed to kill. That was on her side for a previous mission that she was put with those people because she wasn't acting right. And here she goes killing somebody else, but you're going to send a whole new handler when she's had Constantine this entire time and she'd be giving Constantine a hard time. And then you send Anton, you send narcissistic Anton full of hubris, egotistical Anton sit down. And you will speak Russian to me for the future. He said, like, no yeah. more English. She was like, no more you, Anton. How about that? I mean, he was all he was in the show for all of five minutes. He introduces himself, tells her to take a seat. She's like, no. Tells her to take a seat later on in the conversation about three more times. She's like, no, no, no. That should have been sign number one. Don't hand that bitch a gun when you're done talking. Uh, <laughs> I mean, or have your gun out as well, just in case, so she knows. Yes, you're a handler, but you can also, also just give her give her money. Don't buy her clothes because he had a suitcase. He was right. You saw that look when he, he said, had a suitcase. Uh, he said, said he's like Constantine told me you like some nice shit, and she's like, so you bought that nice shit versus giving me a, a suitcase full of money, right? For money, me to buy my own nice right, shit, right? Because how do you know <laughs> that I'm not using this down payment for this job to get someone else gifts? But also like, she's I'm like, a... your style, judging by the way you're fucking dressed, Baldy, is not working for me. So whatever you have in that suitcase, it's a dub. I don't even got to look at it. Right? I don't even got to look. <laughs> it's already out. And so she was so mad just from the jump. And then, of course, he had to die. Yeah. Because he was rude. 
I mean, he really was talking to her real rude. I mean, there was no room for a man to talk like that to any woman on this show. No room at all. Not not a woman that's that effective at killing people just without prejudice. Just like wanton murder. She just got out of jail too, so she was already tired of people talking to her in a particular tone. She didn't have to deal with it anymore, so she chose not to. She had the agency. She. She had the gun. You you gave it to her. So. He handed it to her and talking about they gonna learn some trust. It's like, <laughs> oh, oh, trust. What we learn? What, what, what Don't we trust Villanelle, especially after you told her to sit down three times. Ugh. And so I think it's fantastic. She shoots him. She's like boop, and then she takes her postcard and it's like, well, who is this? Who is the mark? And she pulls up the data, and who is it? Lo and behold, it is Constantine Ugh. and his G- GPS locations or address locations to where we could find his crib because she did not know where this motherfucker lived the entire time. Oh, well. We know that she'd been wanting to know. Yep. And this is how she finds out. And so, again, back wondering, Carolyn, 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 how do you connect to this? And so before we get answers about Constantine and his house, we are back at Anna, problematic Anna so and Eve. if Carolyn is playing both Vlad and Constantine, would it be a stretch to have a job set up for Villanelle when she gets broken out to kill Constantine? I mean, it's, va- it's, it's valid. It's right. valid for Carolyn to do it. It's valid for the 12 to do it. There's a lot of people who, who realistically should want Constantine dead off his fuck shit. And quite frankly, given what he was up to in the 70s, he should be lucky he's still alive right right now. Yes, yes, undoubtedly so, yes. So we're back at Anna's crib, and Anna is like, oh, here's a box with the letters. And she indicates at the school it's a few letters. And we open that box. It's a file cabinet of letters. Looks like she's cataloged letters "Mm." from 19... 99 to 2010 and someone wrote a letter every day it's a lot of fucking letters you guys you saw the box like you saw the notebook yeah every single day every and she kept in a box so if villanelle was perfuming it the scent is still there yes like you do that kind of stuff when you want to maintain as 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 well as possible the original uh condition of your fucking letters and eve like us when we saw the letters is like bitch this is a whole this isn't just a little a little bit of letters Anna, this isn't just a few letters. This is a lot of fucking letters. And Anna's just like, oh, well, you know, she was she was a good writer. She was fixated. I don't know. I don't know why she wrote this many letters. <laughs> I mean, it's not like, you know, I tied her up in my basement or something like that. I mean, it's not like there's videotapes of us uh, Doing being inappropriate. No, no, not at all. No. And um, we do notice that she, that uh, Villanelle prefers to write in French. And Anna says as much as she preferred to write in French, which, my God, Villanelle, like, could you be... Any more of just like some sort of like queer Lothario because French, we yeah. know French is one of the, well, yes, one of the most preferred romantic languages of the yes. Latin based languages to have things like sonnets or songs or love letters. Um, other people would argue that it's Spanish, but it really depends on your flavor. Either way, these are the top two um, romance languages. And here is Villanelle being precocious mm-hmm. at 16 or 15, whatever age she is at this time, writing in French. What are you writing? And what is she basing it off of? What books is Villanelle reading to like get her, 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 her player skills? I like, mean, she was her wordsmithing skills. I mean, and uh, she was good at languages. She was, we were told. So I don't know if she's doing the Cyrano stuff. If she's pulling from Shakespeare, I don't know if she's pulling from. She's she's weaving a tapestry. Yes, because I feel like because of how intelligent she is, I feel like that's the kind of way that she would write a letter to impress a person like Anna, who was an educator. 
is it's not just about being romantic. It's about showing my intellectual prowess of creating this prose in my letter because I'm not just any student right. who's and, writing you letters. And Eva's like, oh, were these letters ever returned? With Are there responses <laughs> yeah. to these? And, you know, she tries to change the subject. She's like, oh, well, I mean, I, I have a husband. Well, remember, she's like, was it because she says she uses the word fixation. And Eva's like, OK, that's cool. Was it reciprocated? And she was like, I was married. I have a husband. But she's was like, but, it but was it reciprocated? Like, you didn't answer my question, though. My question. Was, you still have this picture of Villanelle. <laughs> it's still framed. It's right here. I, the you frame didn't hide isn't it. smashed. It's not smashed. You haven't scratched out her eyes. You know, you haven't done the X thing that people who generally hate people and still have the photos do this looks like a lovingly kept photo it looks like you have complicated feelings anna about villanelle and of course eve can relate to those very complicated feelings Mm -hmm. about it and so what do we i think we get into talking about like anna goes into what it was like when villanelle arrived that she you know her mom was dead Yes. Her father was a drunk and she had a violent past and everyone at the school just kind of took a step back, literally and figuratively, and she took a step forward, both literally and figuratively, and wanted to love Oksana despite herself, <sighs> which on the surface sounds like it's benevolent, but it's not, you guys. No, it's creepy um, Maybe it gross. started that way, but it became creepy and gross. And so... Eva's like, thank you for all of the information that you have on her. I know that uh, you know her to be dead, but actually, surprise, she's not dead. Um, She's alive and just escaped prison. Uh, And she's also in Moscow. So that's that's three important things. She's live. She's escaped prison and she's in Moscow. Right. So we're thinking that she may try to make contact uh with you and she's like hold on hold on hold on well this is and this is also (laughs) and this is also right after anna was like basically like oh yeah you know she was so funny she was so bright she was a rude little bitch (laughs) fond memories of her rudeness and eve was like me too bitch me too like she's such a rude she's such a rude motherfucker and then she's like yeah yeah she sent me gifts because eve asked her about she's like so you got gifts you got um perfume so, and so, clothes uh, and shit. So, so what, what and she was like, games? yeah, yeah, yeah. She was real cold to my husband, though. And it's like, bitch, first of all, she was a child. So I don't know why she would be anything but cold to your husband. Right. Two, it should have been obvious to you why she was cold to your husband. But here you are, the educator, the older person who doesn't quite get it. And then um, she does mention that line that got his knob cut off, which is Villanelle saying to her, I think you only love him because he has a penis, which, look, there's a lot to unpack there. Mm-hmm. Um, and... For her, for her, this is where she, it's owing to her a little bit because she's like, yeah, you're probably right. Right. She literally said She that. agreed. Yeah. They yucked it up. And if I had to guess, they probably shmanked after that. Oh, they And sure so did. you're surprised to come back a few days later to balloons and party atmosphere and your husband's knob on the counter detached from his body as a present. I, I hope she put in a gift box too. Like, I really hope she did the presentation with that. And she was like, I have a present. Look at this wrapping. <laughs> <laughs> and then she uh she had she had my man's my man's penis in a box. Dick in a box. Oh yes, dick in a box. It was a dick in a box. Ugh. And um you know, and then she tells us that okay, after she came home those couple days later, her husband's dick is in a box. She freaks out and she's like, Oh my god, Oksana, you're gross, you're evil, you're psychotic, you're crazy evil and psychotic probably being the biggest triggers for a young Oksana. Yes. um, Who was just not neurotypical and just needed like a better adult in her life maybe to guide her. I agree. I mean, hey, that's how I feel about it. And so 
and you it's like you were the abuser lady like she's she's i can't she's like well you know there's some younger women that like younger that like older women oh my gosh (laughs) oh and i think she tells eve that she did write her some letters from jail saying that she was gonna get out and this is when eve gives her like oh well (laughs) spoiler right so (laughs) So i lied yeah she's alive and she's out she's out and then she's like, well, but you, you thought her to be dead. Do you know if who told you? Yeah, some, you know, some man came and said he knew about my intense relationship with her. And um, that that's why I thought him to, that she you know that she's dead. And then she's like, wait, 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 wait here's a second. And yeah, she pulls she, out a photo. She's like, hold on, hold on, hold on. Would he this be motherfucker in this right photo? Here? So, mm, Is he here? Yeah, the, the sexy one there with the beard. And I, I don't know like, why mm. people keep, keep calling Constantine sexy. Um, I, I don't see it. Hetero's. Uh, help me sing like total because i don't know why it is (laughs) but maybe this is what i'm guessing i'm guessing that the actor who plays constantine you know what i'm saying like he was a young buck yeah he was on his robert redford yeah (laughs) (laughs) he was on his robert redford and we have watched from the mountains i cannot (laughs) and maybe like all the old broads who just you know are in that bracket, the Paul Newman bracket, are like, damn, back in the day, this motherfucker Constantine was a good-looking motherfucker. Let's, matter of fact, let's go to his IMDb at this moment. What's his actor's name? Oh, I would have I just to pulled up the cast, it. and he's not there. Oh, wait, no. Kim Bodinia. Yeah, that Bodnia. actually Bodnia. sounds Bodnia. Right. Bodnia. Bodnia. Movies and TV. Okay, let's go all the way down. Let's take it back. Why is this not chronological? Why, why, why does do Google do, do that? that? Like, who... Who decided that putting search results in a non-chronological fashion was the right way to do it? Anyway, uh, Google I'm on IMDb now. Not my favorite search okay, engine. Okay, so his first credit is in 1989 as a bouncer in, in Afrund af Frihed. Oh, I don't know what that is. So we've got another short. Well, we've some people Eva, like bouncers. I mean. Nightwatch. I could see a young Winston Duke being like a bouncer of like a nightclub as like his first acting gig. I mean, why not? Why he not? was in The Last Viking. Ooh. I'm saying that not because I saw it, but because it seems like it would be. No, I could see why people would call him dog. sexy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. He was in a movie called Bleeder in 99. Um, what? It sounds like, you know, he would have been really good in How to Train Your Dragon. <laughs> Wait, what? <laughs> what? I mean, he did a Viking movie. Why not? Oh, uh, I guess. Writer? I was just trying to look for something that was a, like, something that looked big. Um, dragonflies, old men in new cars. Well, they are definitely uh, overhyping his uh, sexual appeal, but maybe I'm not in his target uh sexual target demo like i'm i know that there's you know hey there there are blanche devros out there and samantha joneses is or whatever whoever's you know barking up that alley (laughs) do what you must do what you gotta do um so we we follow this uh heaping hunk of man not not my heaping hunk um as he uh is uh making his way uh inside because you know he's just made it home and um, you know, he after he slams the door, he hears Baba Baba. He's like, you know, I'm home. I'm sorry, I just gotta show this cultural appropriation. <laughs> Who is that? Is 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 Constantine in a headdress? Ugh. Back when when folks didn't know hey, when man, he was that's a not village cool. person. <laughs> oh, no. Okay. Bad news bears. Ooh. Anyway, he was yeah. sexy to somebody at some point. Yeah. I'm pretty harsh on male hairlines, blame the patriarchy. So I don't know when that point was, but you know. 
Because he's not like a Jeff Goldblum, where Jeff Goldblum has had the same like hair line for the entire time. And actually, just as a side note, I saw a meme the other day on Facebook, and it was starring Jeff Goldblum. And I didn't know it was starring Jeff Goldblum until I looked real deep and hard. And I was like, that looks like Jeff Goldblum's side profile. And it was basically uh, a meme where he was choking. Well, let me pull it up. So... There was a meme where in one in left in the left hand he's kind of oh, no. he's doing a soft choke of a girl, oh, and in no. the other right hand he's just kind of gripping he's just gripping up on her, and um, oh, no. it was like a sex meme. I'm sure Lance knows what I'm talking about because it was in the the other podcast that meme uh, with Jeff, Jeff Goldblum, Goldblum meme. where I was like the, he choking somebody yes. But the kind of choke, that's the sexy choke. You know what I'm right. saying? And so what was what was mind-boggling to me? Here it is. I pulled it up. So the meme is like, it says me on the Jeff Goldblum. And the choking girl has that nasty shit. And the other girl says, opening your door, kissing your forehead, caring about your mental health. So it's a meme about kinky sex. Mm. Where like, I can do both. I can choke you, but also care about your mental health and your well-being. And so what was really shocking to me about this, which really just sort of like cemented Goldblum's swag, I was like, do you mean to tell me that Jeff Goldblum is out here double fisting it with groupies and choking them out in public and it's all gravy? Damn. Not that many people have swag like Mr. Goldblum to be choking out their, their faves in public. So... Oh, Lord. Lord, Lord, Lord. No, I, as uh, Giselle said, it was goals. It was uh, goals for a lot of people. In fact, why not goals for me? Why not goals for all? To be that free with your expression, your expression of what you want and who you want that you can choke a bitch at Central Park Summer Stage because that's where it looked like he was at uh, Shakespeare in the Park. Or like, you know, the Met in the park, like wherever you see New York celebrities in the park, that's look like where he was, just choking bitches. And they look so happy to be choked. I was just like, damn, like everybody's happy in this Ooh. photo. Anyway, that was a side, a side detour, you guys. But that's because old, probable old sexy men came up and Jeff Goldblum was one of the few old yeah, sexy he's, dudes he's of which it is retained. accurate. Yeah, I guess I he's just, retained the yeah. flavor. Yeah, it is. So uh, Constantine, you know, he takes a, a little <laughs> uh, cracker or something that he nabs really quickly from the, the dining room table, heads upstairs, and he's like, hey, how are you doing, my little sausage? Because there's a tent made of blankets. And he opens it up and is greeted by Villanelle and a pistol in his face, and he covers his mouth in shock. And then she's like, oh, you never called me sausage. Uh, and I had believed that after that there's a hard cut to... Uh, Eve and Kenny? That Even Kenny? Right. Uh, let's see, let's see. Let's see. Oh, after he like no, no, finds no, no, Villanelle in the... It's even Anna. But this is after he finds um, Villanelle in the, in the closet or the, and, the uh, cupboard. The cupboard, yeah. And she's playing the thing. Yeah, this is back at Eve and Anna's where Eve finds the coat. And yes. she, or she doesn't find it. Eve is, Anna's Anna basically like, like, oh, so this yeah, came this to me. After day, I was told that she was dead. And then, you know, so Eve picks A it couple up, of days after. And then, you know, she tries to smell for the. Uh, no, she doesn't try to smell. She, so she does definitely smell does. It. But what she smells, years. it doesn't, it doesn't. Well, first of all, we have to know that the perfume bottle they show us is not La Villanelle. It is just some other perfume. And so what I believe they're establishing here is that just on the surface, like if, if if you're a woman who's ever dated a woman, like you buy gifts too, like men. So you can buy perfume, you can buy clothes. And so I think that's partly just what a romantic woman would do for another woman is buy her the same things, 
potentially more frequently than a guy would. Um, but here we're seeing like the evolution of of who Oksana became, which is Villanelle. Yeah. And that also includes the evolution of her style like the jacket and of her scent of what she would be, you know, wooing potentially women with. And so maybe back then it was Chanel number five. It was some basic ass shit. It could have been white diamonds for all we know. It could have been some really basic shit because there was no name on the perfume bottle. It was just like blank. It was here's bottle of perfume with no name. And here's this jacket. Eve was not with the shits at all. She was like, no, she was a hater. No, she smelled it. She was like, I don't even like the way this smell. (laughs) Clearly Villanelle's taste has evolved because this is not smelling nice. Yes. And she feels around the coat and she's like, what's this bulge? <laughs> right. There's a lump here. So she rips through the seam and slides her hand in and pulls out. <gasps> what? Petty cash and a passport. That's a whole lot of petty cash. <laughs> petty cash in multiple currencies. Yes. At that. And so she, of course, she takes the stuff, um, takes the passport, takes the money in the Ziploc. And, you know, Anna's like, she comes back in after she's found the shit. And she's like, oh, you could take the jacket. And she's like, no, no, no. I think it should stay here, actually. Um, do you have a pen and paper? And so, like, foreshadowing, foreshadowing to the next episode where we know that Eve leaves a little note, a little gift for Villanelle, who she suspects will come back to see Anna. Not because she necessarily cares about Anna, but because she needs what's in that fucking coat. Right. And she's being cheeky and asking for a pen and paper right then and there so she can play her little games and yes. be like, sorry, baby. Sorry. Right. Sorry. And I would have loved to <laughs> see the reaction on her face after she's seen this. Is this my passport? No. We'll see sorry, that next episode. Baby. And it's like a mixture of like anger, but also admiration. Right. Where she's like, motherfucker. Because think of where Villanelle is It's a shit-eating grin. Villanelle is pissed. She's got a gun with Constantine's head. Her IDs and passports, they are being held hostage by the 12. So she cannot run until this job is completed. But she doesn't know if the 12 is going to leave her here to rot for this job. She doesn't have information. She's... She needs that uh, that that boost passport. She needs Mm -hmm. to be able to get free and get out of this town. Uh, so, uh, we see them two talking and she's, uh, I guess. Or do you mean, um, Constantine and, um, think about Constantine and yeah. And, oh uh, yeah. No, they're no. back at the place. And, um, he, uh, he asks about his family where they are and she like sort of explains about Anton <clears throat> and we hear her say like, oh, your family's screaming in a cupboard somewhere indicating that she's left him alive. To which, you know, Constantine thanks her and she makes some comments about his wife being big and strong and his daughter being loud and annoying and he's like yeah yeah that's 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 cool but thank you so much and he's like what do you want and she's like to do my job well bitch to to get the job done and you know um she asked him i think right she's like do you have a preference and he's like pills i have pills and maybe a a shot of whiskey would be cool to wash down these death pills and what Villanelle asks him, does she know why the 12 want to kill him? And then here goes Constantine with his gaslighting. It's because I wanted to get you out of jail. Uh. I just hope that in these moments that we're watching Villanelle and she's sort of like digesting what Constantine is saying and she never wavers. Like he tries to say all these things to maybe get her to like be sentimental. And she is to a degree because she's nicer than she has to be to him. Right. But I, I, I want to hope that between her, whatever conversation she had with Caroline, um, the stuff Nadia told her before she murked her, which was like, Constantine was meeting with the British and they're wanting to get me out. That she is just asking enough questions in her head for a girl who never asks questions to be like, hmm, are you lying to me the way that I often lie to people when I'm trying to get what I want and manipulate? 
And we both think that's a yes. We both think that he's not telling the truth whatsoever. But he gaslights her and he's like, no, I just, I didn't want you to stay in jail. And the 12 wanted you to stay in jail. And so I had to try to save you. And he's like, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, go get the pills. What do you, like, what are you waiting for? She's like, but those pills though? Mm-hmm. You gonna take those pills? They take the pills. Take, take some more. Take, take, take more And pills. then he's, he does even more gaslighting. He's like, oh, I love you. I'm so proud of you. In fact, I love you more than this house. I love you more than my family. Really? Truly? Really? Constantine? I don't believe that for a second. And that he is, um, that she was the best thing that ever happened to him and to the 12 and to the world. I'm not and that, Carolyn. Like, what are you doing? Maybe this would work on a Carolyn. But it Maybe was a good stall. It was a good stall because Very at the end of the day, Villanelle's a narcissist. Like, even if she doesn't believe him, she likes to hear it. It's like when Eve was telling her, you're brilliant, you're so smart, you're fucking amazing. And she's she's like, and what else? else? (laughs) Go on, do go on, please, if you so please. And so I think the same with Constantine, that he's like, you're amazing, you're the best, you're everything I could have ever wanted, better than my own daughter. She's like, continue. I won't stop this part of like what you're doing with your diatribe. And he tells her stuff like, Oh, I failed you because every time I I tried to be mad at you or angry, I failed because I loved you and I just wanted to discipline you and make you better. And ah, ah, ah. and at the end of all that, she's like, um, those pills. <laughs> and so he takes Classic a shot. Villanelle. He's like to die with dignity. Uh, drinks up uh, the the whiskey shot that he does, and then um, all of a sudden she uh, flings his glass at Villanelle's head. It doesn't <laughs> all break. Of a sudden, he says to die with dignity. As I club you in the head. He was a bitch. (laughs) Like a boomerang. Like a a hard hit. And then he hit her with a fucking log. A full 360 swing. And I appreciate the realism of having Villanelle just sit on the floor for a hot second. Just to marinate in the pain. Because you guys, I caught a head injury last year. Like a metal object went into my forehead. And I had to get stitches and everything. And for that initial second, like even though... Like the pain wasn't the thing. It was the stunned nature of being hit that hard. It's like, you don't even feel the pain yet. You're just fucking stunned. And you're like, wait a minute, what just happened? And that's her being like, you just hit me with a lock. Yeah, she was pissed off. Uh, Justifiably, because how rude. She's over here trying to run with a baby CT. And she's like, I can't aim straight. This is annoying. Yeah, she got a concussion. And then, you (laughs) know, he speeds off into a boat and he, you know, flips her off. She flips him off, tries to shoot again. She threatens to... Skin the family Skewer him, yeah. Did she say skin or skewer? I thought it was like skin the family life, but maybe it's skewer. Either one is pretty bad. Whether she rips the skin off or disembowels from within it's a bad fate for him his wife and his child and yeah i think we're looking at a a a villanelle with a hurt feelings because she's like wow constantine you just cheers to a dignified death and this is the exact opposite of a dignified death this is not how a spy takes their kill like you're just supposed to take it to the back of the head you know like um remember when she was in the office and the uh the a girl of color was in the bus and looked up and saw the guy like begging for help. And then, uh, you know, she called like her mom, see if she wanted something from the store, but he was trying to die with dignity, but he threw like, I don't know if it was a phone or something at her when she got her first bruise. Oh my God. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah, that's right. That wasn't like with the second episode where the guy like was like, what do you want from me? And she's like, such existential questions. I can't answer these questions. <laughs> she's like, I don't fucking know. What do I want? What do you want? What does the world want? Who knows? And so I feel like 
Constantine, Constantine, Constantine. There's no dignity left to have. Because it's kind of like, you know, towards the end, that final season of Personal Interest where like shit is really going dire, you know, they have the dueling AIs and it's really bad, that there was a number of situations where it looks like the other AI got your team in the paint and they're like, yo, we're about to execute you. The way to die with dignity is with actual dignity. Like, uh, bitch, yeah. you, won't get, you won't catch me falter. Bitch, you won't catch me beg. I'm going out like a fucking boss. And Constantine was like, fuck that noise. I don't want to die. Villanelle, I'm hitting you with my whiskey cup <laughs> and a fucking log. And I don't care how it looks because my number one modus operandi is to fucking stay alive. Um, we probably should also mention after this that when Eve is leaving Anna, you know, she's saying her a deuce. And uh, Anna decides to give her information that Eve doesn't need, which is, uh, watch out, you're her type. <laughs> She's like, bitch, I already know. I'm her main type. I'm the archetype. Like, you thought you were the archetype, but it's actually me. Like that Andre 3000 song. Oh, oh I hope yeah. that you're, you're the, the one. one. If not, you are the prototype. Yes, I wanted you to sing the hook. And so... Yeah, Anna, we already knew that Eve was her type. And I love that Eve gets the question in real fucking fast. She's like, yeah, 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 she's my type. But <clears throat> um, So uh, just real quick, just real quick, pre-close the door. Did y'all fuck? <laughs> <laughs> right, she's like, no, and slapped the door. Where Which she, was an emphatic But by the way, guess. please have some cake. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, and to me, I feel like that was a bit of, a bit of Anna's jealousy coming out. Yes, she because said, she already she's knew. Like, she's like, you're careful. tracking me down. You're the only bitch that has tracked me down all these years to talk to me about Villanelle slash Oksana. Clearly, she's gotten to you. She's like, careful, Eve. Right. You're her type. Careful. And, Don't and fall down the rabbit hole. I was like hoping I Eve would have said, yeah, that's right. <laughs> I am. I am. Type. Current type. Not oh, past Oh, and, and by the way, did you guys use the spank? <laughs> She's like, how dare you? How dare you ask me such obvious questions? Get out. Get out. Mm. And I love that fucking uh, Anna triggers Eve about her hetero relationship. So she fucking calls Nico right after. She's like, because Anna's like, she'll ruin your life. She'll take away your husband. Cut off his knob, basically. And Eve is like, oh, my God. Gay panic. Nico? Nico? But, of course, Nico does not answer the phone. Nico is not available. Nico is at the center with Dom. Nico is potentially having an affair. I'm Nico tired is of drinking these his feelings away. He's deleting the voicemails. He's not even uh -huh. reading them. Right. He's like, decline, decline. And she's ignore. forgetting to text to say that she's she's doing that. I think she's doing that on purpose because she actually don't fucking care. Like right. she I feel like her calling Nico is catharsis for her. Like she feels like she's a better person by calling him. Versus when she doesn't feel like she owes him that shit. And she's like, fuck you, Nico. It's about her. It's not about Nico. Because what she's doing isn't a benefit to Nico. What Nico wants is for her to leave the job. And just quit. And just be like, I'm done with this spy shit. And that's not going to happen. So stop calling Nico like you're doing it for anybody but yourself, Eve. To make you feel better. Because we know it's not making Nico feel better. What would make him feel better is you at home. So that's, that's, that's my, my assessment on her calling Nico. All pathetic. And... Do we go like, back to do we I go back think to the spot after, after yeah no I think that after she leaves Anna's that's when she heads back to Kenny and right that place right 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 they're right. still hiding yes, out yes yes they because they see the video have, right. yes they're supposed to have flown they're supposed back. to have left to London they, they, they did didn't not do that mm -mm. so they're musing um 
uh, th- th- I'm guessing this is hours of footage. So. Right. Because <laughs> Sandra O's voice, it probably just is in life, but her voice was right. sore, her horse. And so she was like kind of like she'd been talking a lot. And as the scene opens up, she's talking still about Villanelle yeah, and the like, clothes and the gifts. And Kenny's and like, my God. <laughs> she's like, did, can you believe it? Like she got her package. <laughs> and she had perfume <laughs> and a jacket. Jacket, like, jacket and everything. I didn't get a jacket. I just got right. a couple dresses. I mean. Uh. And then Kenny's like, uh, well, maybe you're jealous. Kenny's, <laughs> Kenny says what everyone is thinking. Kenny's like, uh, this sounds like jealousy, boo. She's like, jealousy? What do you mean? What do you mean, jealousy? And he's like, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. You, she's buying. She bought stuff for another woman and you feel a way. That sounds like yeah, jealousy. That's how that works. That's kind of how it goes. And then, of course, she says the most ridiculous line of the episode after Kenny says she's jealous. She's like, maybe I should call Nico. <laughs> <laughs> Can Nico stop being an afterthought? Uh, Eve, can no, Kenny? Never. No, 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 he can't. And uh, uh, they're watching. Like, right. Yeah, they're like, watching. I just want to go to bed. He's like, oh, she's like, almost- no, no, no. Let's watch more clips. More clips from my girlfriend. And then she notices right, Villanelle based off of she her said, look swing. At how, she said, "Look how she, she walking. said, look at way those hips swing. Look at the look at the jiggle and the badunk. That's that's Villanelle. Wow, wow, Eve. Wow, Eve." Congratulations, Eve. Then she's like, wait, where is that? Way to oh, be a it's, good a, spy. it's an interrogation room. She's like, oh, okay, fine. She's like, all right. We got cameras. Uh, we got a camera. Let's all right, go in, in there. there. And she's like, mm, all right, so we're going to see who this is. We're going to see your dodgy little face. I can't wait to tell Carolyn that I was I can't right wait to tell about everyone. Constantine. And lo and behold, in that room, dun, dun, pacing dun. up and down, it is not Constantine. It is Carolyn. It is Carolyn. Carolyn, the boss. Top of the shits, top of the MI6. What is this bitch up to, Carolyn? We don't know. Conversating with Villanelle. That's right. And, and not telling anybody because she is that anybody. big of a boss. She is that big of a boss that she's like, it's none of your goddamn business what I'm doing. So Kenny, who should be uh, halfway to London by is now, not. is not. not. And, you know, he feels like, uh, why, how, what? <laughs> no, they're what both just sort of now? like, what? What do we do? What? What do we do? How does she not mention that she got in contact with Villanelle? This is the elusive woman. The only other person who's had a conversation with her is me, fucking right. Eve, and I'm feeling jealous that there was another conversation right. that was had with my girl, and, and I, I wasn't, wasn't there. there. Yes. Why was I not there? This is my job, Carolyn. And I think from that moment, she's like, I don't trust you, Carolyn. I can't trust you because you're lying to me. I was hoping that... Uh Carolyn would have looked into the camera and said, I'm a steal girl. I'm a steal. You know what? Girl. She should have had it with those um, those love actually signs. Oh, <laughs> to yeah. To me. Right. <laughs> you are perfect. But just to the camera, I'm a steal your girl, Eve. That's right. New spy in town. They want to see Eve triggered all the way up I mean, and down. You thought you were slick with that little move you pulled. Like, <laughs> I mean, you know, you you had that, but I have this. Okay, you see this? You see my hand. And you know is? what? <laughs> she probably could have found out from Villanelle what the fuck they talked about if she just waited five minutes to stab a bitch. Because yeah. if Villanelle was totally in the sharing mood. Yeah. Hey, by the way, I saw you saw my boss, like who I'm kind of on the outs with, because she told me you're done, and I was like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and I did what I wanted. Then I came here, and then she's like, oh, I could understand that. <laughs> <laughs> she's like i can totally understand bosses just imposing on your free will and your agency i just i yeah yeah so i'm happy with the theories we came up with today oh yeah for you know this this new assassin that we know is going to enter the cut i'm glad i don't know which actress is playing her i want to be thoroughly surprised yeah by me that. too i'm not gonna look for who was cast either because i want to be surprised but i just i like where this is headed i like that this is going to be 
like the drama and that it's going to be a triad of an angsty threesome with all women. Yes. I like never get that. There's always threesomes with two dudes and a girl. Oh, what are we going to do? How is she going to choose between these two dudes? So the fact that it's three bitches and two of them are homicidal and one with extremely homicidal tendencies, that's cool. Yeah, this is shaping up to be a pretty great season. Predictions. Uh, Will Eve actually kill someone for sure, for sure, season two? I say yes. I want her to climax first. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. sure. Let her kill someone What if she too. does it at the same time? Well, that's again too kinky. <laughs> too kinky for some people. Ow. Fifty Shades of Wow. She's like, maybe I should call Nico. Like, <laughs> Yo, Lord. Oh, Nico. Well, we all can't. We all can't uh, have the skills and the the luck of Villanelle. Some of us are just born in the light. Some of us are not. Nico is not born in the light. Unfortunately not. So as a reminder, guys, don't forget to check out SNL if you do. uh, Oh, yes. This weekend, the 29th, I want to say on Saturday. If you do not watch SNL, this is the perfect time. To tune in, don't ask me where this accent came from. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. I was curious. But I was, you know, let it rock. It's late. Mm. I'm drinking coffee. Yeah. I don't have real answers, you guys. Mm. Except that I fucking love this show. Yes. Um, be on the lookout for our posting on social media. <laughs> be on the lookout. It's yeah, coming. it is because we're we're gonna no for do real, it, you guys. We're away. gonna do it. You're gonna love the design. This it's is what happens beautiful. when you have procrastinating introverts on social media. Like, like this we, is what we totally happens. Totally swear we're, we're actually we're, we're, we're gonna, taking steps. We are to do taking steps. I mean, progress. <laughs> you know, we're we're saying we're committing to being committed. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And you guys could help us by dropping a little message on one of the any of the the slowly moving slightly dead social meds that we have to be like hey guys we're here and maybe you could get like a fucking uh well well villanelle slash killing eve button you know what i'm saying we got swag yeah you guys don't know it yet because we haven't taken pictures but soon soon coming yes, i promise coming. by the premiere for season two we will have ourselves in order at least better order right oh now. yeah yeah that's a good goal I like it's a good goal. goal like see we gotta we gotta have places for us to reach yes. you know what i'm saying heights and shit well, um, thanks guys for joining us again. Uh, Captain Marvel is over 900 million. Just, you know, I've been doing it for the past two episodes in a row, so I must again. Hi, Meninus. Should you be listening? Yay! Captain Marvel approaches a billion. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Go see it again if you feel so inclined. Also, go see us. And, um, you know. I guess, as always. Keep misandry in your day and your thoughts. I love that. <laughs> I, I actually like that. Here's hoping you get killed by a woman. Guys. Bye. It's like totally murder. <laughs>